Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast that I've given up on thinking of intros for. <laughs> My name is Carol. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> and we're so glad you joined us today. I was going to do like a Amy Poehler, Tina Fey thing since that was timely with their Golden sure. Globes, but I... I thought of it as I was saying welcome and I it just couldn't congeal in my jello brain in time. Bummer. So next time. <laughs> yeah, or I don't know, you take over. You do that. We'll we'll switch it all around. Okay, but you know that the few times I've tried to do the intro, it's made me very upset. <laughs> I have way <laughs> too much true. anxiety over it. Yeah, me too. I just you're, I don't good, know. you're good at I, again. As I, I said before, flag. you're good at not showing anxiety, and I'm not. <laughs> so <laughs> That's cool. Well, anyway, speaking of Tina Fey and Amy mm-hmm. Poehler, they co-hosted the Golden Globes last yes. week. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize they were doing... I didn't know anything was going on until it ha- was happening and you were texting me about it. <laughs> yeah. They were rescheduled. Um, they're usually in January. They rescheduled them for last night. The Oscars are usually in February and those have been rescheduled for April 25th. Um And the way that they co-hosted was bi-coastally. <laughs> so Tina Fey... Uh, Tina Fey, I think, was in New York. Amy Poehler was in California. And so they co-hosted like via split screen Zoom. It was all very stressful. Yeah, frankly, like they were great. They looked amazing. They they were good. All of it was just a little bit off to me. I'm like, did we need to force us to have this? I'm not sure. Right. And um, it seems like with that kind of comedy, like a lot of times you play off of each other. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be hard to not be in the same room. Yeah, the time you could tell that they the timing was a little bit off on reactions and things. Like they, this was not a fault of theirs. It was just the format of it. But the the tweets and things about the Golden Globes have been very funny. Yes, Um, because like I, I I told you last night, and I told David when he got home, like this just feels so unnecessary that we did this. Like the celebrities got decked out as usual to sit in front of their Zooms. And then like the the most awkward, but maybe my favorite part was before commercials, they would like <laughs> allow the next category of nominees in from the Zoom waiting room. And so you'd hear them like awkwardly small talking as they went to commercial. Oh like, my gosh. Oh, hello. Hello. Wow. I wish we could be together. Uh, huh. Hate and, that. Some were like obviously not wanting to be there, like Donald Sutherland, yes. who was just like there was no emotion. He just stared at the screen, like, "Do I have to do this? I refuse." Well, frankly. if I could put a make a list of things that would be on the chopping block in order to <laughs> continue to survive this pandemic, awards shows would be number one. Like, <laughs> would do, can you can we can we? email out who won or whatever like we don't have to do this this is not like a this is not like the school year you know where it's like we need schools for society to function (laughs) like well and you you know that i'm a fan of award shows but like with without the red carpet i'm like i don't care honestly and the 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 speeches were super awkward. Some of them were pre-recorded, so that was weird. Um, well, and like to see people all dressed up and all of this, like when you're going on the red car, you dress up to go on the red carpet, and then you're getting all the good angles and all the interviews and all of that, and then you're sitting in a beautifully lit room. When you like go get dressed up, and then you get on your laptop's Zoom, like you don't right. look like all of the effort that went into making you look nice is wasted. 
It just like yeah, you can't even see half of your right. outfit. You're sitting like, down, it was, on, like it was hunched all... over. Uh, who was it? Who was like there? I, I noticeably saw like their bed in the background. It was someone oh, wearing you know, a flannel. It was really crazy. Yeah, it was very crazy because some people were like. You could tell that they tried to find a good spot, like so the background looked great. And some people were like in front of their closet doors, like right. it was very much like a staff right. meeting, but that no one wanted to be there for. And the more that I have read and exposing SMG has talked a lot about it, like the business of award mm-hmm. shows and like basically who pays the most to get their award. I'm like, this is not fun. Like everyone kind of knows the politics behind it, now. right? Well, and I just read in an article I believe you sent me today that was saying um, that Emily in Paris, they flew, they flew out like half of the Hollywood foreign press association. Yes. 30 of them. So a third to to Paris and put them up in $1,400 a night rooms, treated them to a whole trip and like viewed, like looked around the set and all that. Cause Emily in Paris, like when it came out, I never watched it. Some people said it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, entertaining. Most of it was just like, making fun of it in a way that's like, all right, well, this is trash TV and we're in a pandemic. So what else are we going to do? Right. So when it was nominated, having very little insight into the politics of all this, I was like shocked. And of course there was a lot of snubs, um, specifically Mm -hmm. Michaela Cole's I may destroy you. And I'm just like, this is, how are we, how are we still doing this? (laughs) Like that makes this award worth nothing. Yeah. And they've, so they've talked about, or maybe I don't, exposing SMG is in some of the spilling and then Demois, our like other favorite Instagram account to follow, um, has been sharing a lot of that. Like basically you're encouraged each nominee to write a handwritten letter to every single member of the Hollywood foreign press, which is like 60 members. I think 90. I think Um, there are 90 or are they 60? Oh, 90. Yeah. I know. No, I think maybe you're right. But, um, and then they're, they like elevate every year what they're trying to do to lobby for their show, um, including like to your point, flying them to Paris, which Emily and Paris didn't even win. And I was really glad after I read yes. that because I was like, this is not like there's no critical acclaim here. And, and, and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler sort of slaughtered right. it. Right. No, they, they like slaughtered yes. it in their opening. Which is what was good. <laughs> well mm-hmm. deserved. Um, because like, I just I didn't understand for a while the amount of politics in award shows like that for it took me a while to figure out that you like put your show up for an award. Like I thought that there was just like random selections for a long time. Like I didn't understand that like people would choose to go and like market their movie or TV show for an award show. Basically. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It takes the fun out of it for me beyond like what people wear and what what happens to mess up the broadcast, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I was really pleased with several of the winners last night. Um, Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso and he was just wearing a hoodie, like didn't dress up and seemed maybe stoned or drunk. I'm not sure, but <laughs> something that like was, he was, he obviously did not have a speech prepared because he was trying to off the cuff it, but make it too deep and was really going on a rabbit awesome. hole and, 
Don Cheadle was also nominated in his category and they kept showing like they would cut out from the person who'd won to like <laughs> the full screen of everyone who was nominated, which was very funny because everyone looked so either they were overacting too hard to cheer for the person right. who won or they were so ready for, this, for the call right. to end. And they caught John, Don Cheadle being like, wrap it up wrap it up like using his fingers like this is done and and Jason Sudeikis was like you know what Don you're right I really do need to wrap this up like it was just all of it was just so beyond but Schitt's Creek won which I was really excited about Catherine O'Hara won well deserved um, and uh, Chadwick Boseman won and um his wife accepted the award for him and it was a real tearjerker. It was so moving. I read that they did a bit where they went and interviewed a bunch of children and were asking all these uh, questions yes. that they didn't, you know, it was like basically common knowledge, but of course the kids didn't know. And then they were like, who is this? And they were like, Black Panther, is that right? Or T'Challa or yeah, something. So they were asking, they were going through like all of the, all of the movies and shows, like, what do you think this is about? What do you know about this? And, you know, it was cute. The kids were all like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But then the guy was like, and who is Chadwick Boseman? And every single one was like, the Black Panther, uh-huh. the Black Panther, the Black Panther. And one little girl was like, he's the good guy. Aww. And they're like, yes, he is the good guy. Why, why is he the good guy? And they say, he's the Black Panther. And it was just so. It, it was so sweet without being like schmaltzy. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Like they kept it pretty light and funny. And it was well, just, it a, was a what lovely a little segment. Good way to show his impact without saying that he had an impact. Yes. Like that's, to me, that's perfect. Like if children are obsessed with your real life name, like if they know you're at your name as an yeah. actor, not even like, oh, it's T'Challa or it's the Black Panther, but you're like, who is mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman? And they're like, oh, the Black Panther. To me, that does yeah. it all. Yes, a hundred percent. And his wife was very moved and she was like, I hear the things that he would say, but I don't have his way with words. And oh, it was just, it was, it was a lovely night for him. Um, <laughs> Sasha Barry Cohen won mm-hmm. for um, Borat and thanked his co-star Rudy Giuliani, who went on to <laughs> have such great hits as the Four Seasons landscaping. Oh my and gosh. So he just kept acting as though Rudy Giuliani was his co-star and it was That's very good. Amazing. <laughs> I saw that he also said, like, um, and thank you to the all white Hollywood Foreign Press. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because if you, ha- if you hadn't followed some of it, and I know a lot of listeners are not super into celebrity stuff and that's fine, but, um, it did come out. Or, or became a big deal that the Hollywood Foreign pe- Press is all white and there's no representation. And so there were quite a few digs at that last night and, and he was part it of that is, as well. So like people need to dig that all the way through the earth. Like how, how yes. is that a thing in 2021? Yeah. In 2021. Like yes. it shouldn't have been a thing for a long time, but really <laughs> we, no one thought right. like, hmm, I foresee some problems with this. <laughs> right here's something that doesn't exactly well. um speaking of speaking of things that people didn't foresee as problems what is sure. going on with uh governor cuomo oh man yeah so he went from lauded to i don't know calls for resignation right. um you know a year ago, what a difference a year makes. <laughs> Truly. So a year ago, he was being heralded for his response to COVID-19, but LOLOL turns out lying a lot at the sake of lots of lives. Um, and then two aides have now 
come forward saying that he sexually harassed them. And last night he released a statement, which I mean, do you remember that Prince Andrew interview we talked about like a year ago where he was like, I 100% could not have <laughs> have been participating in sex trafficking due to my problem where I don't sweat. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. So this was that where he was like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I was being playful. Like, I'm very sorry. He even used the words, I was being right. playful, which maybe in a grown man's statement regarding sexual harassment shouldn't be the choice of words. Right. Um, and went on to say, like, I'm sorry if I was inappropriate, which again, it's it's like that apology of like, I'm sorry you're hurt. Yes. Right. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that I your feelings you. were hurt. Like, I'm sorry that I was being so playful and you <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you misunderstood it. everything about the situation. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I don't know. Like people people go to school for public relations for a reason and this is why they do that because that was so yeah so cringy. either so get cringy. yourself someone or get yourself someone else someone new <laughs> right either you are paying paying too much for who you have or you're not paying nearly yeah, enough. exactly those things. that is exactly it's one of those two for sure oh it was it was bad yeah, so anyway that should all just i understand that for a long time, men didn't realize it wasn't okay to sexually harass women. <laughs> I, I <laughs> sure. see for a long time, it for was a long fine. time. It was all good. But I yeah. think we all understand it is <laughs> right. for a long time. We no longer like it. So I think we should stop <laughs> saying that it was taken out of context or I was joking or I, you know, we were just being friendly, like just apologize and move on. Well, you know, I saw a thing too that was like, there's just too much to keep up with, with with what is allowable anymore. And I'm like, you know what, though, as like a human, it is probably all of our responsibilities to proactively keep yeah. up. Like, you know, like I, to an extent, I'm like, sure. I understand that things seem to be changing at a fast pace with what isn't isn't allowable, but don't you want to err on the side of knowing what those right. things I mean, are? Also, like what's allowable is decency. Like, there you go don't approach someone in a way that you would a very close family member unless it is your very close family member i feel like that's the rule that's a very and great point. it's not hard like it's just like you can't put your hands on women however you want i don't i like people cannot yeah. handle that men cannot handle that and like they think that you know women and people are so sensitive and i'm like yeah, I would. I would prefer to control how you put your hands on me, even as you're moving around a bar. You, like, right? Well, and don't you feel like that breed of people believe that it should be taken as a compliment? Mm -hmm. Like, you should feel good that I think that you are exactly. This exactly. That I would touch you or say something yeah, about it. Yeah, you know, like, like I've chosen ugh. to give you attention. So. It's so bad. Like, even if you don't like me, like, take my compliment that I'm exactly. Into you. And I'm like, this is just so. Right. It's like rough. it's like the the whistles, you know, on the street or whatever. It's like, it's like oh, yeah, cat calls. calls. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, what's the word? It's like if you if you like flip someone off or something, then they get mad at you. Like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> this you you stepped into my day, not the other way around. Let me tell you though. I may be in the small minority here, but I don't mind being catcalled. It does make me feel better about myself. And when that stops, I will feel bad I about will myself. Get so, upset. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, to anyone who is into catcalling, 
I'm open to you it. You can find so. Caroline at. <laughs> yeah, it just feels generally non-threatening and just generally complimentary. So I don't know so the big thanks. deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, just men, let's just stop with excuses. All right. Just understand that times have changed and move on. <laughs> well, speaking of PR, somebody uh, in in that industry has really put a spin on their own scandal. And that is our good friend, Ilaria yes. Baldwin, who is secretly, mm-hmm. question mark, welcomed a new baby, question Again, mark. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, she went through her own trials to try to convince us she was or was not and Spanish. I said and last week, I now get it. <laughs> so do you have a secret baby i have a secret spanish way? baby i will be naming her or him mallorca <laughs> perfect i love it there's nothing better or well she madrid posted I on, madrid oh that's another name. m name that's good. too <laughs> oh, okay well i will madrid oh, okay. celebrating well, that baby <laughs> that's too oh. good to miss out on opportunity wise so <laughs> Um, But she posted on Instagram today a picture of a bed full of children, which that sounds creepier than I meant it to, but uh, surrounded by her children. I miscounted them when I was first. I'm like, no, there isn't a new baby because I only counted five. There's a lot of kids. Yeah. There are a lot of kids and the the caption, I believe, was just seven. But then in her Insta stories, she gave you the chance to count them again with a poll. How many children do you see? Five or six. So she was very good at that social content across multiple. Yeah. Um, She's also wearing like a full on like sweater. Like she doesn't look the baby's got to be like at least a couple days old. Yeah, the baby does not look like fresh right, from the womb. Right. I don't know. Maybe even like a week. I'm looking too, at it right now. Too. I don't I'm thinking like a week cuz she she looks she looks pretty good too. Yeah, it doesn't look Oh my like gosh, and the other one new. she's holding is also a baby. The other one is the baby. There's yes. two babies. Yes. Yeah, I'm interested. Hang on. I'm trying to see. Okay, so she gave birth. Okay, this does not make okay. sense. Hang on, let me do the math. No, I guess it makes sense. Her baby Eduardo, okay, uh, from her Spanish heritage, sure. is was born in September twenty. So that's the bigger baby of the two babies she's holding. That so that was make a sense, year ago, math. September. No, oh <clears throat> no, 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 September twenty twenty. The co- <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was six months that was ago. Six months ago. That doesn't make sense. How is this possible? Of their newborn writing seven. Okay, well, maybe maybe they had a surrogate. But that doesn't... She loves, like, being pregnant. So that would be... Yes, but we did see a blind item revealed on Demois today that said she's about to announce something on Instagram and she isn't pregnant. So I wonder if they used a surrogate. True. They could have done that as well. But it would be... That would explain some of that wording of... she is not right, pregnant. right, right. Or like took in a family member's baby. Would do you th- baby? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I'm guessing surrogacy. Okay. That's my we, guess. we will see. If you have the scoop. It let would me know. be interesting to rationalize having a surrogate while pregnant because she would have yes. had to have had the surrogate. When she was about three or four months away from giving birth to this other one, Edu. Correct. So, yes. That's interesting. Hmm. 
um, yeah, I don't, I will be interested in that. And I think as they are want to do in their branding strategy as Baldwin's, they will drip that story over a oh, lot yeah. of time. Definitely they will. <laughs> because it appears to be a girl. So I'm thinking too. only the on pink. Yeah. clothing. Yeah. So they will announce that. They will announce a name and they will announce how that math happened because that baby, that other baby, Eduardo, Edu, uh, does not look much older than six right. months. So, so it's all very. I mean, interestingly enough, as well, out of all these babies piled on top of her, the little one that's blonde <laughs> seems to have brown eyes. The rest of them are clearly Baldwin's. <laughs> yes, they're very strong. <laughs> they are very strong, and you know, I'm thinking like his oldest daughter is 25. Right. How is she feeling about right. all of this? That's- She's known most for the horrible voicemail message her dad left right. her when he was going through a divorce from her mom, right. calling her a sad, rude little pig. So I'm like, how are you feeling about yeah, all of this? Yeah, but you know, I think some of it must be just par for the course. Like all of these people are in circles with other people who have mixed families. Like I'm realizing that so many of them have mixed histories as well. Like your mom true. at one point dated my dad and my dad dated this other person's mom. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there's just so much. True. And like we were married, they were married for a while and then they were married and, you know, siblings that are a crazy different age. So I, yes. I think for her, it's probably just like, yep. Okay. Well, this makes sense in this echelon of society. Yeah, that's a really, really great point. But anyway, <laughs> Um, well, moving moving right along at a fast little clip, what are you reading or watching right now? Um, I am reading a book by uh, Roseanne A. Brown, I believe, called Of Wraiths and Ruin. And it's her debut novel. Um, I th- let's see. I think it came out last summer. I'm just finally reading. I've had it for the longest time. And it's just like a beautiful cover. I've been using it as decoration. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm finally getting around to starting it. I'm really into it. It's a YA fiction, fantasy, I guess. Yeah, because I think there's magic. I'm mm-hmm. kind of trying to figure out some of the backstory still, but it's really good so far. So that's what that's I've got great. going on. I, I finished reading a Minka Kent book. I recently read one of hers <clears throat> and I got into another one called The Perfect Roommate that is a is a nice little thriller. It's not very long. It's a very easy read. And while the Indian it concludes fairly abruptly. Like, you know, when something's like building, 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 and then suddenly it's just over. That is my one critique of the end that it just sort of ended. Um, the, The resolution came too quickly, but the book itself is very interesting. And I started, or I'm halfway through now a book called the upside of falling down. Okay. That is, um, cute. It's a good like non-thriller but nice fiction and it's by Rebecca Crane about a girl who survives a plane crash and has amnesia which does not sound lighthearted but it is a lighthearted Oh, book. interesting. Well, there, so you, there go. you go. That's what I have. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm doing anything new TV-wise that I can think of. Um, okay, we are. Um, I don't did I mention this last week that we are watching Tell Me Your Secrets on Prime? Did I mention I it on the podcast? Me personally. Okay. Well, if you if I said it on the podcast again, I'm now further along than I was last week. But um yes, we started Tell Me Your Secrets on Prime, starring Lily Robb. If you are not familiar with her, she played Sylvia in The Undoing. Um, and she is 
excellent. This is such a different role than that role was. Um, and she's phenomenal in it. And it's, um, kind of thrillery, kind of mystery. Um, Amy Brenneman is also in it. And it is one where you aren't really sure who to root for or if you should root for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just getting better and better as it goes. Yeah. Through. When you started telling me about that, I thought it sounded exactly up my alley. So I'm definitely going to get into that one. Um, I did actually finally start The Great on Hulu, but that's kind of... Oh, how is I that? Mean, it's great so far. It's kind of one that I'm like, eh, well, I'll watch this like in my Does downtime. Is that with Nicholas yes. Holt? Yes, it is. Awesome. I it they he was nominated at the Globes last night, and I had oh, not heard it of that? it before then. Yes. Yeah, it's um widely praised. So I was just like, I need to get oh, into. It. I had started it and then just kind of never kept up with it. But everyone talks highly about the great. So it's like kind of humorous. It's not meant to be like historic. Like it's not meant to be uh like a true story. Like I think they say in the beginning, like sometimes based on truth (laughs) or something like Mm, that. So, yep. Got it. Anyway. So that's entertaining. Perfect. Well, do you want to take a quick break and then we are going to take a bite out of food? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. We're back and we, um, I guess I think my Amy brought up the idea of talking about food, possibly some other people as well. Um, yeah, Laura, a listener, Lauren also agreed that this is right, a right, good right. topic. Um, food is so, I mean, could go anywhere, right? Like, yes, I was going to ask you before we jumped in what our direction was, and then I didn't, and, and here we are. <laughs> here we are, as organized as ever. Um, yes. I guess, I don't know, I don't know if direction, I guess this is a thing that I kind of just want to talk out to see where we're all at and see what we're all okay with. Because I think sometimes you just need like validation (laughs) because um, I mentioned before that my brothers and I started like a fitness competition and Oh, I forgot. Yeah. And I finally texted them sometime last week or the week before. And I was like, you guys, I'm not going to win this because I am doing great at my workouts. And, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's being fit is your whole life. But I'm like, I'm actually, I'm loving my workouts. It's great for my anxiety, but like, I cannot not give in to like my cravings for food at this point in my life. I don't have it in me. Like I have to stress eat. (laughs) It's like either stress eat or drink or smoke and eating seems like (laughs) (laughs) of those those three. (laughs) So yeah. I'm, I am with you on that. I'm like, we have such few joys here. <laughs> like, this is, this is what we have, but I'm not even somebody who like necessarily feels guilty about what I eat, but there are, there is so much information about, and from the same people that would tell you, it actually tends to be the same group of people too, of like, vaccines are mm-hmm. bad as, this kind of food is bad. And I'm like, or they're like, don't think that I have a perfect diet. I also sometimes splurge on these raw, raw cacao nibs. And it's like, no, we just like talk about like how it's okay to eat food sometimes. I don't know. Like I value a clean and a huge asterisk clean Mm -hmm. diet is in whole foods over processed foods. But also like, can we just normalize like doing both? I sent you a, um, 
uh, I guess it was an Insta story from a food blogger on Instagram the other night that this blogger took a picture of like, was it coffee cake or like cinnamon rolls or so- something like that that was mm-hmm. processed? Yes. My dad's going to talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you were? Um, my, my dad who had a heart attack eats this every day, no matter what I tell him. And I'm like, and, and yeah. she was saying, you know, I, I get on to him all the time. He does it anyway. Yeah. It, it makes me so mad. And I'm like, so calling him out on a public forum and also like, who, who cares? Who cares? And I know that like she does, obviously, but I just don't like the shame that goes around food because that also means that some food is more like morally true. good than others. And I don't appreciate it. It's it. true. That's and then when you elevate those things too, you have to understand that like our society is not equal when it comes to food availability. So yes, great point. saying that only a certain kind of food is good for you or like, I'm just like you, I, I indulge as well when like there is, is a significant portion of the population that simply cannot afford to eat that way is mm-hmm. just a great way to other people and alienate them and make them feel like, well, I couldn't even start off with that. So why even bother? You know, when we had Jordan Syed on, he talked about that with what his fixation was when he was younger about organic and his mom couldn't afford it and that he made her feel really badly before realizing like, this isn't something that actually has value the way that I thought I did. Um, But I think the more we elevate those things as ultimate truths about Mm -hmm. food, the, the harder it is for people to not feel some way because the same people that will tout like it's all about moderation it's all about balance you have to do what's best for you also here's exactly the way you should eat and why every other way that you eat Mm -hmm. is bad is a confusing mixed up message that is very difficult for people it's like it is a different way i think in a lot of cases to justify disordered eating um and it doesn't mean eating disorders, but these same people who will maybe photograph like, here's everything that I eat in a day, like throughout the day, and then be like, not pictured all the handfuls of chips and guac I ate. And I'm like, well, but show us right. that then. If if you really did that, show us because you've showed us everything else. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I've gotten to a place where like, I love to cook. I go to my same sources all the time of recipe inspiration. I cook for other people. But the general concept of like a f- an approach to mm-hmm. food, I'm very over. I agree. I agree completely because it's made it so that like if I have a craving, like today, for instance, I was teaching my child kindergarten math and uh, very so stressed. <laughs> yes, if only. <laughs> very, very stressed. Um and I'm like, I just, I, I need, like, I just want a cookie, specifically one of your cookies. I'm obsessed. Oh, yes. Like lately, the amount of times that I think about these specific cookies you make, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's unhealthy for like way more so than the cookies. But, um, <laughs> should you want a recipe DM me? Yeah, I will you guys need to, to DM Caroline. This, these are just simply the best cookies. And it's just like, what, what's better in that situation? Like denying myself that cookie that literally will make me feel better because I'm a stress eater and stress like that thing that does ease like some stress and anxiety in the moment. Like I'm getting like anxiety sweats from like teaching kindergarten (laughs) math and science. Isn't it better to just eat the damn cookie? (laughs) Like what would be, you know, like willpower is finite. You cannot 
always use willpower. Like you have to plan yes. around it. And I think if in, at, at this time in history, which I feel like I say every episode, unfortunately <laughs> we have to save so much of our willpower for the people we live with, whether that's your family, a roommate or whatever your living situation is, your kids, these people were around so much. Like I don't have the willpower space for food. So it's like, I can either be a very like a reasonable mother or I can eat extremely healthy and like be miserable to be around and therefore make everyone else's lives miserable and make them miserable to be around. Well, and you know, that brings up a good point because I think people demonize emotional eating a lot. And I understand the concept of why that's a bad thing, but to act as though eating and food are void of emotion is not correct Mm -hmm. because we all have a lot of emotions around food and how mealtime and gathering with people or eating by ourselves makes us feel. And I think trying to act like those things don't exist, good, bad, and ugly is, or that they're inherently wrong. Right. Like, David and I, the nights that he is home, which is three or four nights out of the week, the rest he's closing, we have ice cream together on the couch. I'm not always in the mood for ice cream, but typically when I know that he is going to be home, I look forward to that. That's like our tradition and I'm going to eat it. I don't really care about the calories. I don't. And sometimes I don't care if I'm kind of full. It's just what we do. And that's like our bonding time. Because if one of us is like, I'm not super into ice cream right now, we're like, you right. what? Like this is our like, this is what we do. And same with like I talked about in the fall with um football. I would do popcorn and M&Ms with the girls for football games. And yeah, was I bribing them with food? Yes. And will do I hope that popcorns and popcorn and M&Ms will make them think about that? Yes, but that's creating an emotional reaction that isn't a bad thing. I no, and I mean the problem is when it gets out of control, of course. But I think yes. because that you know there is a disordered reaction to and disease of eating entirely too much or not eating enough or something like that. Like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater and not understanding that food can really solve problems if you just let yourself have what you want for a minute so you can continue and move forward. Because a hundred percent of the time, if I'm like, let's say I'm wanting, I'll just use ice cream for like, or no, one of my mm-hmm. cookies. If I'm wanting a cookie uh, from the freezer on a at ten o'clock on a Monday morning, but I'm trying to avoid wanting it, do you know how many other calories of less satisfying food I'm going to be exactly. eating to avoid That's a good having? I'm going to end up having 700 calories of literally everything else so that I don't have that cookie. And I'm like, what is that point? Then I'm going to end up eating the cookie anyway. And then I will have spent my entire day's worth of calories trying to avoid it. That's very true. Um, Jordan Saya always talks about like the one thing you need to do is if if you are looking to lose weight is calorie deficit. So I just think be smart about it. But like loosen up on ourselves a little bit like food is not the enemy and you know I'm lucky that I am saying that from a position of what I consider a healthy relationship with food I know that's not the case with everyone do you feel like when you are with your friends or family but friends I will say that you start comparing what you are eating with what they are eating because I do um no I don't think so 
Like even if we're at the playground and I have brought snacks and then I start digging into the kids like goldfish uh-huh. or something and you guys aren't, I do pay attention oh, to that. Yes, it doesn't necessarily yes, change yes. what I do. In situation, I'm, like, yes, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be like eating this like unhealthy yes, or whatever. Acting. But like, like you, you bought uh, yeah. something a couple weeks ago, muffins, I think. And um they were they were just sitting there staring at me <laughs> and i'm like you know i'm just gonna have one of these and i really i'm like why am I, who am i talking to like why does these are these are clearly right. for public consumption like yes they're I'm for just everyone like, oh, but it ha, feels ha, like look at me being like a kid and eating a snack like <laughs> well i feel that way too when people are like oh i was so busy like i forgot to eat lunch and i'm like i have never once forgotten to eat yeah, it's just it not like in my wire to me i'm like you and i have nothing in common as of now <laughs> Right. Like we literally can't even be right. friends. But then I start to feel like, should I stop? Like, should I make myself right? Eat? right. <laughs> because it's just like, is this what right. people do? And then you're like, wait, am I not busy enough? Like, then it's like the whole like uh, glorifying busy, <laughs> yes. oh, <laughs> which yes. just opens well, up a whole okay. other door. Sure does. I was about to go into it, which we don't have to. Go into, but go it brings it. up no. It brings up all of the cultures of enoughism. Mm-hmm. Like I sent you on Instagram the other day, this book that has come out that um, some of uh, some friends that I used to go to church with um, in a a long time ago posted that was called You Are Not Enough. And I was like, yeah, already. I hate this. And and generally the tenant was like, none of us are enough because we're only enough when God completes us. There are some tenets of it that I understand. It's the same idea of the fallacies and saying like, God won't give you more than you can handle when like, yes, he will. That's the whole point. But I was like, this is so damaging though, (laughs) because every, I feel like everything, and this is a wide sweep, but there is so much shame based. You can do it Mm -hmm. culture, not just in religion, but across the board, it's the same with hustle culture. It's the same with diet culture that you are doing it wrong. Here's a solution. So for anyone to start marketing, like something that is literally called you are not oh. enough to people who are already steeped in messages of right. shame is so difficult to stomach as even if the book is great, I would not read it because I would feel already like, let me see how else I say. Yeah, I completely agree that immediately turned me off because it's it's such damaging messaging and it really that messaging in general um just decreases the value of anyone who doesn't subscribe to your exact belief system which i don't agree with and overall like it's so defeating like if someone's truly struggling how encouraging is that gonna be like wow this is pointless for me to even try Well, and there's a lot of stuff like that too, even in food of like healthier versions of blah, blah, blah. That's great. I often would like ways to lighten up the things that are like, but oftentimes it is framed as you could have this, which is horrible for Mm -hmm. you, or you could do it this way. And again, going back to some of that emotional thing, like a lot of those things are comfort foods that we grew up with. And so to strip away like the emotional comfort that some things give in a way to like bastardize it and make it less bad and more less shameful Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like well is this the only way i'm supposed to do it now you know i I just but there's also to your point such a lack of equality in food even from a racial aspect we talked a little bit last week um because while we were recording half-baked harvest um 
had some a little bit of scandal for posting a pho recipe that was not pho and calling it that. And I there is a general lack of representation across mm-hmm. food, even of of cultures and what feels like we need shortcuts for this or this is not healthy. It, it just feels like we often label things <laughs> that don't need mm-hmm. labeling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly what point I'm going to make with that, but I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like for instance, today I, um, my lunch after my anxiety (laughs) ridden morning was ravioli, like chef Boyardee ravioli, literally. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing I want more in the world right now. And it's probably because it makes me feel like I was a kid, like, you know, when I was a kid and I didn't have to worry about like the the stressors. And I bet yes. that there will be a time when I will not care about it again. Cause like just recently I've like rediscovered ravioli. Cause I'm like, you know, these yeah. kids are insanely hungry all the time. Like I have to keep non-perishable food in the house. Right, and I'm right. like, well, fine. I'm, it looks like I'm eating ravioli for lunch. And it made me feel a lot better. Like it made me be able to say, all right, let's go finish work. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know the the general takeaways here, but what is something that like I I don't want to say a food rule because again, I don't want to put hierarchy mm-hmm. on it, but what's something that like is a constant for you about food? Like I do love this, I don't love this just as a general I'm going to say approach to food which I just slammed earlier, but what is important to you with food? I think the important thing for me with for me overall is like balance. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to listen to my cravings and especially yep. um, understand like how times change, like even throughout the month, like, you know, if you're PMSing, like you're just let yourself mm-hmm. eat something like don't be overly annoyed if you don't have to be, because <laughs> we do have to be a lot. Yeah. So like, why not just give yourself what you want? And then just later remember to, if, if this is something that's bothering you and maybe it's not later, either exercise a little bit more or, make something else a little healthier, drink more water. Like, or if you don't care about exercise, don't bother with exercise. Like truly don't push yourself. Find find joy. Find joy in what you are doing, eating, consuming. Yeah. I agree with you about what you find joy in because something I really love meal planning and planning groceries and grocery shopping, but I'm also trying to give myself the space of, but if I'm not feeling it on a certain day, I don't have to be like wed to that. Yeah, true, true. And let yourself get the happy meals. I think you said that one day last week. You were oh, like, yes. I'm just not cooking tonight. And I don't know. I guess my point with all this is that sometimes you need to hear that from people so that it gives you a pass yes. to be like, you know what? I too can order a pizza or do a happy meal or throw yes. a box of macaroni on the stove. Do what yeah. you need. To happy do. meals are. Happy meals feel like something that I should keep hidden <laughs> that we do right. because it's like, oh, right. fast right. food and not even like the the appropriate fast food like Chick-fil-A, which for whatever reason is is gleaned as healthier. Right. But because we of do the a price lot of happy meals and I'm like, yeah, true. But I'm like uh, a $12 to feed all three kids and get them a toy. Like, yeah, we do that quite a bit and I don't want to hide it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um and a situation came up with another friend last week where I was like trying to decide something with Milan and I'm like, Oh, it's a beautiful day. Should I let him? He just really wants to get on. Like he wants to watch TV though. And he's in a, he's in a bad mood. This is like after school. And she was like, Oh yeah. His lead. Just let him do it. Like, 
Oh, that's so funny. Like, okay, it's like she gave me permission, and then when she did, and yes. you know, it's not that it's her call, but hearing that from someone else helped me to say, okay, yeah, fine, relax, just let him do it, so that everyone, yeah, let that go, yeah. And my evening went really smoothly. I ended up resting too. Like sometimes you just need someone to say, like, eat the cookie. Yes. Yes. And don't think about it again. Like, because I do track my calories still on my fitness pal, but there have been plenty of days where I will start just to get like the day streak because I've been doing it for almost a year now. But then I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to insert these at the end of the day because all it's going to do is make me feel badly about it. Like I know that I ate more than what I had allowed or whatever, but also the payoff was fine. Like I'm not going to ignore when I'm hungry. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. So give yourselves what you want that's that's my that's my life motto give give me what yeah, i want i agree <laughs> i'll download your ebook when it comes Perfect. out <laughs> it, i'm sure you'll be have been the one who titled it so it'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i would have titled it better than that but it, i'll still read it <laughs> i'm perfect all right well <laughs> that's our show for today right, well, grab- <laughs> There it is. That's a wrap. No, go through the drive-thru. Get yourself something that tastes like joy because you know what? You can't eat your feelings. Exactly. You know what sounds like joy for me right now is a chocolate milkshake from McDonald's. Ooh, well, I did, if you want a healthier version, just make myself a chocolate smoothie that I drank during this recording. Mm. So... It had it had spinach and rice cauliflower in it and flax. I'm just gonna say, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Well, mine was still pretty good. So I don't know. Find joy, however you exactly, exactly. (laughs) Have a good week. (laughs) All right, and we will be back here next week with a guest. Mm.